A couple of massive upsets to kick off round 17 last night. The King's Hole gets even deeper. It was a stirring Phoenix win in the heartland. While the Hawks ended the Wildcats' win streak out west. All of that, plus we'll take a look at the weekend ahead, including a couple of very tasty Friday night games, next. Well, it was a full moon last night. Gee, it sure felt like it. Joel Peterson and Liam Santa Maria with you. Liam, uh, were those two results on your bingo card? <laughs> no, they were They were a surprise, uh, Joel. The first one in particular, but... I had a mate text me last late last night after the second result was coming in, and he just said, this league is crazy. <laughs> and he was bang on. And, and Jesse Wagstaff spoke about it in the postgame last night, just to say, look, this is a really, really tough league. And if you are a tiny little bit off your game, if there's a tiny little hint of complacency in the way you go about it, you're going, to, uh, you're going to go home with an L, and that's what happened to Sydney and Perth last night. Yeah, and every team's got a bit of talent that can, that can come to play on any given night. Let's start at the game that, uh, that, that you were at with the family last night. Spotted you behind the bench. You had front row seats to see the Southeast Melbourne spring. One of the upsets, if not the upset of the season, over the Sydney Kings. Through their past nine games, they'd been averaging 80 points, Southeast Melbourne. They hung more than 100 on the Kings last night. It was a, a stirring win. It was pretty abject from Sydney. What did you make of it? I think, make no mistake, it was certainly the upset of the season. Um, it might, have, you know, it was the biggest upset we've seen in some time. Now the Sydney Kings are not flying on the top of the table, uh, and it wasn't on the road uh, uh, for the Phoenix. It was in front of a raucous home crowd that were um, squeezed into the State Basketball Centre. But when you look at the the athletes that were on the floor, now no disrespect to those young Phoenix guys. But with all those imports and starters on the sidelines and, and, and a bunch of DPs having to step in and play starters minutes against a team loaded with what former NBA players, future NBA players, you know, uh, NBL champions, uh, that was an incredible upset. And, you know, big credit to the Phoenix uh, because uh, they were in free fall prior to that game and um, then you, you double down on that with all the injuries that they were dealing with. Uh, they were well and truly up against it. Fantastic energy, first and foremost. They had their mind in the right spot. I always tell my son and, and his teammates, like when you feel like the other team is more loaded than you, the response is to try harder, give more, be stronger, be faster, be tougher. And that's exactly what those Phoenix guys were last night. And it started with Mitch Creek in that first half. His catapult numbers would have been absolutely bonkers last night. 25 first half points, but was just in and in everything and leading the way. And then, man, a whole bunch of other guys who don't usually get to play big minutes or have their names spoken about. Luke Rosendale and, you know, Ben Eyre, of course, but Cody Statman, 16 points, and Owen Foxwell, the biggest bucket in the game with 25 seconds to go. Um, massive effort by the Phoenix, and um, it was it was a fun night of basketball, all in all. Um, yeah, fair shout out to the Phoenix. They needed some good news. They got it last night. It was yeah, full of energy and, and really uh, gave those younger players a chance to show what they're made of, which was great. From the Kings' perspective, when you know it's not new that we're talking about the Kings uh, in this particular show. Um, what was most worrying for you last night from that performance? I've had a Hamlet quote swirling around my head about the Kings this morning, Joel. Um, 
where there's something rotten in the state of Denmark. And in this case, it's New South Wales and the capital of, of Sydney because it just doesn't, it just doesn't feel right. Um, it feels like, and we've spoken about this a little bit over the last month or so, it feels like there's a bit of a disconnect there bet- between you know, head coach Mahmoud Abdel Fattah and that team, and in particular the kind of the key guys on that team, Jalen Adams and Denzel Valentine. If you, you want to talk about the fantastic energy from Southeast Melbourne last night or what we've talked about before about Brisbane, what I like about how it all feels like everyone's pushing in the same direction, doesn't feel like that's in place with the Kings. Now, we can talk the X's and O's and the matchups and, you know, who made what shot and who didn't. But the, it doesn't feel like there's everybody's together, everybody's enjoying working together. And as a result, I mean, that team, despite the talent um, and despite what they're building from uh, with these last two championship wins, Plus seven of their last nine games are a really crucial part of the season. And whilst every now and then they blow up and, and, and get a win, what's consistently happening is them not performing at the level that their talent suggests they should. And um, so, yeah, uh, they have some, some work to do to make the play-in at this point because everything at the moment is trending in the other direction. And they've got, they've got Melbourne on Sunday. They looked like a team that had no one who was going to change the outcome of the game last night. No one who was willing to. Apart from a couple of Denzel Valentine threes, they looked like a team that had no one that was willing to step up and go, right, oh, I'm going to step in and provide the energy, provide what Mitch Creek is providing this Phoenix team. It just looked like that was a few contenders for the all-bad bo- all body language starting five. And uh, they didn't look particularly interested. Yeah, I mean, you look at the box score, and Jalen Adams had 24 points and nine assists, and um, you know Denzel Valentine had double figures, and as you say, he hit some big threes towards the end. And um, it, you know, you would be forgiven for thinking, okay, well, those guys were out there having a crack, and I'm not saying they weren't having a crack, but like you, I I felt like their energy, their passion, their desire, those types of things were at a level lower than their opponents. And as a result, even though it ended up being very close, they lost the game. And that, for me, was the main reason why. They just didn't have the want. They were out-hustled. Phoenix won all the, the, the um, not all, but most of the 50-50 balls and, those, and got those hustle points. And, you know, I don't think that's the way you want to lose as a result of energy, desire, mentality, and that's what happened to the Kings last night. Yeah, so there's more There's more question marks around Sydney that's going to be a, a subject of fascination across the course of the weekend and going forward. At the late game last night at RAC Arena, Illawarra went in on a three-game losing streak. There were some questions around, okay, well, how will they respond? Justin Tatum said during the week, well, we started the season on a losing streak. You know, we'd been pretty <laughs> used to it at one stage of the season. And... Uh, Toddy Blanchfield gets in there and rips off a couple of three balls. At one stage, he's four of four in his old building. And uh, the Hawks didn't look back after they got away to that great start. They uh, had a great shooting night, brought the energy, and came away with a really good win. Really, really impressive win. So you got one team on a six-game winning streak, one team on a three-game losing streak. There's a part of John really that could see this coming. He said during the week, I'm a little nervous about... You know, complacency and how we come out in this game, given the state that our opponents are going to be in. And um, that's what happened. You know, their foot was just a little bit off the pedal. The other thing that happened, of course, 
was that the Hawks were able to limit and contain the influence of Bryce Cotton again. So to keep him to 13 points on two of 12 field goal, it's no rocket science to figure out that Bryce Cotton is the key to that team. And if you can keep him limited, then you're a very good chance to beat the Wildcats. And that's how the Hawks have gone about beating them a couple of times in a row now. And uh, a huge win for Illawarra in the context of what they're trying to do. And um, a big knock uh, on Perth's chances to get that top spot at the end of the day. Yeah, it's it's certainly uh, it's certainly significant in that regard. In in sort of the way that you've got the Wildcats trending at the moment, is, was there any concerns out of that last night, or was it just that off night? Um, yeah, it was an off night for me. You know, I mean, this is they've just won six in a row, and um, they slipped up last night, but I, they all seem like they stay together. And there's, you know, um, I don't think any huge concerns moving forward. And the other thing we know is that you know Bryce, um, you know, generally bounces back. Uh, it took him a little while earlier in the season when he had these types of shooting nights to, to really get out of that funk he was in, but he's been playing at an extraordinary level over the past month or two. And, um, you know, the expectation will be that they'll they'll bounce back and, and get right back on the horse. In terms of the matchup, you mentioned it with Bryce Cotton. It's a fascinating one. What the Hawks have done to them twice so far this season. Now, they still have a game to come. It, to play in that last round of the season. They, they play in the, the final regular season round, Illawarra and Perth. Uh, and then potentially there's a, you know, there could be a postseason matchup between these two teams. How you get to this far down the season, I'm fascinated by this team that has had such success against one of the best teams in the league with a particular matchup. Do you think that could, you know, if, they, if these two teams find themselves in a playoff series, would Illawarra look at that and go, hmm, we think we're a pretty good chance here. Absolutely. Why wouldn't they? Now, the, the truth is the Illawarra will probably feel that way about anyone that they play in a series. But, yeah, I mean, they've had some success with Bryce and not many teams can say that uh, over the course of, of recent times. I mean, their last two times against him, they've limited him to 20 points in total on a combined three of 21 from the field. <laughs> now, you know, it just doesn't feel like you're even talking about Bryce Cotton. And let's add that that's in round 10 and round 17. This is not round two and round three when they were in that rut. I mean, Bryce has been playing well apart from those games during those stretches. So really great, great job. They've got long athlete, like long wings and they combine that with um, throwing extra bodies at him. So they started with Huang Jung Lee on Bryce Cotton. And you think, well, geez, wow, that's an interesting matchup. But he's long, he can contest. Um, and then as he comes off those ball screens, they throw extra bodies at him to get the ball out of his hands. So um, it's a pretty simple formula, it's, um, but it's been working for them thus far and they'll go back to it. Yeah, they played some, some good fun basketball last night, the Illawarra Hawks. So uh, the Phoenix come, or sorry, the Perth come to town to play the Phoenix on Saturday night. The Hawks are back up and backing up again on Sunday against New Zealand. Tonight, a couple of really consequential games. Uh, the Breakers head back to the North Shore. So there it's Event Finder Stadium to play Tasmania. Of course, the scene of many great triumphs over the years for New Zealand. They've got the Jackies coming to town. And this is a big game for both as far as their their playoff uh, chances go? Yeah, really big game. Man, every, every game right now feels huge because it's so close. And, uh, you know, a lot of these teams are starting to look at it and say things like, we've only got four games left or we've only got five games left. And all of a sudden it dawns on you that, man, every one of these games has huge playoff implications. Um, 
It's a tough one for the Jackies. They go in. I think they go in as underdogs in this one. The Breakers in New Zealand, um, where they've come off the momentum of that win over Southeast Melbourne. So, man, that's going to be must-watch TV. T- tough to pick. You know, the Jackies under Scott Roth will tend to, to get a, the job done when you, they're up against it. But, man, this New Zealand team, even with Finn Delaney having missed games, um, they're a very, very tough beat. And I think that they're roaring towards postseason action. No, they very really need this one. So that's the early game tonight, 5.30 Eastern Daylight Time. The late fixture is Brisbane and Melbourne at Nissan Arena. And this one, again, is going to be a fascinating battle. The last time they played, Melbourne absolutely whacked Brisbane. Uh, so this is an opportunity for the Bullets to bite back. Yeah, and uh, you know they're coming off the, the, the confidence of the win in far north Queensland. Melbourne are bringing Joe Luala, Chul and Shayili back into the lineup. So, um, yeah, that's building up to be a cracking game as well. And Brisbane, listen, if they want to finish inside that top four, we talk about the advantage for the top two, but it's a genuine advantage to finish inside the top four as well, third or fourth, because you can have that one-off game to bounce you straight into the, to the semifinals. If they want to do that, they're going to need to get a, a win like this down the stretch. Um, so huge opportunity in front of your home fans uh, for the the Bullets. And, um, man, both those games tonight are going to be absolute cracking watches. Yeah, if Brisbane win that, they get to 13 wins. You could argue they've got a foot in the thing. Uh, mm-hmm. That's going to be very, very close to being the case. And then the early game on Saturday, of course, uh, you and I will be at the State Basketball Centre on Saturday, which I'm looking forward to for the late game. The early game is Adelaide and Cairns. So the resurgent 36ers who are somehow still in the playoff mix, which seems extraordinary given their start to the season. And the up and down Cairns Taipans, they meet at the Adelaide Entertainment Centre. Uh, some reports swirling around that DJ Vasiljevic might be on the right on the precipice of signing a three-year deal. So there might be a bit of good energy in Adelaide heading into this one in front of another big crowd. Yeah, oh, they're playing great. The, the front office is being active. We've heard of the talks with Isaac Humphreys as well. No doubt they're thinking, geez, what do we do here with Trey Kell moving forward? Because he's been sensational in that point guard position. And yeah, the expectation is we're waiting for confirmation, aren't we, that, that, that Dion Vasiljevic has, has re-signed with them on that multi-year extension. It's been talked about for the past month or so, really. Got talked about again last night and um, I, it feels like a fait accompli that that's going to get done, made official, and you know we're going to kind of break it down from there. So exciting times in the city of churches right now, despite being, you know, so low down on the ladder and with the losing record because they've won four of their last five. They've got guys playing well, and um, you know they're packing out that stadium. So uh, let's let's see what happens there against the Taipans because. Adam Ford generally gets his team to bounce back pretty well. Yeah, they uh, they don't often turn in two horrible performances in a row, Cairns, they, but they quite often turn in one very good one and one horrible one in, in a short space of time. So who knows what they'll uh, what they'll come up with for us. Uh, before we close out today, Liam, let's weekend headlines time. Uh, I might I might kick things off. I, I must admit, I didn't have the sort of burst of inspiration that sometimes you do on a Thursday night sitting back watching watching the hoops, but... <laughs> Um, the, the New Zealand-Tassie game caught my eye. New Zealand trying to make a run up the ladder, of course, heading to their former venue tonight, taking on a good team in Tassie. And, uh, and you know, I've just got a feeling the, the NZ Herald might run with something like Breakers Head North and Jump Jackies. Oh, okay. Oh, all right. 
Don't mind so that. Heading north up the ladder, heading north Feels... to North Shore in their old building. Mm-hmm. Not great mm-hmm. when you have to explain it, but that's okay. I'll give that a three out of ten. What about yours? <laughs> uh, look, mine's no no uh, ten out of ten in, in any way, shape, or form. But you know, I feel like man, imagine if Southeast Melbourne beat Perth on on uh, on the weekend. Imagine if that happens and they just go whack whack with hardly any players on deck against Sydney and Perth. That would be wild. All of a sudden, they'd be the talk of the town and we'd be talking about the fact that their play-in chances are alive and well. So um, maybe something like the Phoenix Rise uh, from on the Herald Sun or Risen from the Ashes in the, uh, on the Age, something along those lines. There will be headlines about Southeast Melbourne if they go two and zip this weekend. Yep, I like that. I like that. You definitely had me covered today and uh, by about a factor of two, and you did very well to feign any sort of level of interest in my headline. So uh, credit to you this morning, Liam. Uh, before we get out of here, uh, very good luck to our, our man, Damon Lowry, who'll be back with me on Tuesday and on this particular program. Of course, moments that mattered coming up on Sunday with Jack and Derek. Damon is doing some kind of mad bush run for 24 hours and... I mean, the guy is he's an absolute machine. He's a weapon. Uh, he's one of the great characters of our sport. You can follow along with that on his Instagram at DamonLowry8. But, Damon, you probably need some motivation along the way. You might be listening to <laughs> NBL now while you're, you're trotting along. So good luck to you, uh, my man. And uh, I don't think either of us will be doing that anytime soon, Liam. He is a man on a mission. Literally. Joel, and he literally is. So uh, go get him, Damon. Smash it and uh, push on. Well, wild weekend already. Let's hope that continues, Liam. Look forward to seeing you at the State Basketball Centre tomorrow night. Thanks for your company this morning. Cheers, guys. Thanks, everyone, for listening. NBL Now will be back next week. And, of course, big games coming up across the course of the weekend.